Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, we're now seeing with a little clearer eyes the impact and effect of COVID-19 and what the pandemic had on our country. The more research is done, the clearer we can see the way we as a country have changed. What shifted, what stayed the same. One of the crucial and interesting aspects of research done regards to religious identity and the religious habits of Americans. So the question, how did the pandemic impact and affect religious identification, church attendance? How does it, uh, how does the research help us predict trends moving forward? And really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Dan Cox, Senior Fellow in Polling and Public Opinion at the American Enterprise Institute and the Director of the Survey Center on American Life. And uh, Dan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, so let's dive into this. Uh, so what did you discover in terms of the impact of the pandemic on uh, American religious life? Sure. Well, uh, it's important for folks to know that we set this study up a little differently than, than your average poll, which randomly, uh, in many cases, interviews a, a certain set of people and then asks their opinions on various things. We actually tracked the same group of people over time. So we talked to more than 9,000 Americans, age 18 and over, and we uh, were, were first interviewed before the pandemic, so primar- primarily in 2019. And then the same group of people we tracked over the next two years and interviewed them again in the spring of 2022. Mm. So we're talking to the same people. So it's not just that, um, you know, we're, we're looking at sort of aggregate change in, in the U.S. We're looking at changing uh, patterns of religious identity and affiliation among the same group of folks, uh, which is the first time, to my knowledge, that this has been done when it comes to the pandemic's influence on religion. And what we found was really quite interesting. There was very little change when it comes to religious identity or affiliation, people who were Catholic before the pandemic still identified a Catholic after. Um, same with evangelical Protestant, uh, if you remember the Latter-day Saints, all these different uh, uh, religions, we found it didn't really impact how you identified, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, it was only a, a, roughly a two-year period, um, and we weren't, we weren't expecting to sort of see any real significant shifts there, and we didn't. Yeah. But when it comes to religious uh, attendance, how often you attend religious services, we saw a pretty significant uh, increase in the number of people who never attend. So before the pandemic, roughly one quarter of Americans said that they never attend. Um, but after, or at least in the spring of 2022, uh, it jumped up to 33%. So one in three uh, Americans now said that they never attend religious services. Mm. 
Fascinating stuff. And, and so as you look at how that played out, obviously there was kind of the the physical attending part obviously went up and down as, over the course of the pandemic. Uh, what else did you see in terms of uh, kind of perceptions and uh, kind of where we are in terms of the nation? Yeah, so I mean, the other interesting thing, like for, for those who sort of follow news and research on America's changing religious landscape, know that we've seen a pretty significant decline pretty much across the board in terms of religious affiliation and attendance and even belief in God in the U.S. nationally. Um, but one of the really interesting things that is happening and something that we've tracked is that these national trends um, aren't affecting every um, group or denomination equally. Yeah. So, for instance, people with the weakest uh, attachments to a religious community, community or to their faith are the mo- most likely to to drift away, and this is, that's what we found in our study. That it's the people who were kind of weakly attached that uh, only attended maybe a couple times a year are people who now uh, sort of dropped out altogether. Mm. Um, and so that's what we suggest happening because of that is we're seeing an increase in religious polarization. So there remains a robust religious population in the U.S. that has been pretty consistent. And we're seeing a rise in people who are very secular. Um, And we're seeing a decline in in that group in the middle. So people are kind of involved uh, occasionally or infrequently, but they're still attached, and that group is where we're seeing the biggest decline. Yeah, interesting. And, and uh, give us some more uh, color to that in terms of uh, uh, who left, who stayed, and why. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so, I mean, the 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 three groups that we saw with the biggest declines in, in attendance over the, over the pandemic were liberals, people who were never married, and young adults. Those are people age 18 to 29. And obviously, there's some uh, overlap in these identity categories. So people who are younger are also more likely to be never married and a little, little more likely to be liberal. And again, I think it has a lot to do with the you know social context people were in. So you know, younger people were already less religious before the pandemic, and so it was much easier for them to be kind of pushed out because they didn't have the kind of regular attachments. They were far more affected in terms of their sociability during the pandemic, so they were less socially active, um, had less robust networks of, of people in their lives. And so I think when it comes to, to lo- things like loneliness and, and social uh, interaction, they were much more affected uh, in all aspects of their lives, but including religion. Mm, so interesting. One of the things that, that I noted uh, is that you make this this statement that the decline of religious attendance and the stability of religious identity over the past few years uh, really kind of suggest this decoupling of identity and experience. Explain that a little more for us. Yeah, so this is something that I haven't seen a lot of work on it, but it's it's an intriguing idea that we tend to think of whether it's religious behavior or belief and identity 
all kind of moves together. They're all part of of someone's um, religious life, their religious experience. Uh, and there's different ways of measuring it. We, we think they kind of move in tandem, right? So if you are, uh, if you sort of leave your, your uh, congregation or the, the, the religion in which you were raised, um, you know, the thinking is that you are becoming sort of secular overall, but it, it may be that we're seeing uh, identity and, and religious behavior kind of be decoupled, right? So that they, they're not as tightly associated. Um, and some people even even suggested suggested that there is that religious identity has become kind of fused with political or cultural identity. That it's not about a set of, of theological beliefs or attachment to a particular denomination, um, but something kind of broader and more diffuse. Yeah, well, this is such a, a landmark study, such a unique way to look at all of this and approach all of that data and who you're actually tracking through that. Uh, give us something under the radar. Uh, what's something that you're going to continue to keep your eye on uh, as we continue to march this all forward? Well, uh, I would suggest for folks who are interested in the, you know, what happens next. I, I'm writing actually a piece for my newsletter, um, which is a subset called American Storylines, and I'm diving into a much more deeply this idea of religious polarization. Mm. That again, America remains a very religious country in one sense, but we're increasingly secular too. And we're seeing it, you know, really big differences along geographic lines, along generational lines, uh, that really uh, bears watching. Yeah, well, we will definitely keep our eye on that, and we'll definitely have you back to have that deep dive conversation. That will be uh, an important one. Dan Cox is Senior Fellow in Polling and Public Opinion at the American Enterprise Institute and the Director of the Survey Center on American Life. Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. A great insight, and we look forward to having you back to continue the conversation. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. All right. Again, that's Dan Cox from AEI. Great insight there. And uh, we're going to take one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts. We're going to talk about sacred idleness and real rest, the art of it, coming up next. Stick around. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.